Hello, and welcome to The Side Hustle, where we offer a preview of next week's interview with former professional organizer and current creative workshop leader, Christine Aller. I am your host, Daniel Tuttle, and welcome back to the Hollywood Hustle podcast, guys. So excited to have you with us. It has been a crazy, crazy week. I have a new kid. Michael is married. There's a lot of stuff going on, and sadly, we just don't have a chance because of the busyness to kind of get down to it today. So today's going to be a very simple side hustle, very quick side hustle, but thank you so much for checking in with us. Today, we have a very special side hustle. We are taking a look at a preview conversation that I had with professional organizer and creative workshop leader, Christine Aller. Christine runs a mastermind group in LA for creatives. It's kind of an accountability group, a group to really find your path, get advice from other creatives, hear their struggles, and just find a tribe and a community every once a month that is just super great. She also has workshops about how to start a side hustle, should you start a side hustle. And one of the things that she talks about are the seven lies people tell themselves to not start their side hustle. So I sat down with Christine and she picked the three biggest lies she thinks people tell themselves to stop, to keep from starting a side hustle. And so we talked about those for a few minutes and kind of broke them down and talked about why they're lies, what people can do to counteract that lie in themselves, to make sure they start their side hustle, they build their own business so they can be their own boss. So take a listen to this week's preview of next week's interview with Christine Aller. Go ahead, Michael. I am here with Christine Aller. Christine, you have a wonderful path that you have called Cashflow for Creatives. And one of the big markers of that are the seven big lies that people tell themselves to stop from starting like a side hustle. Yes. You know, so many people struggle with money and how to uh, survive in LA. And they go, if I don't, if I do a side hustle, I won't be able to do this, or I won't have this, or people are gonna look down on me. And you have a really great list of like these seven big lies. And you kind of told me your three most important ones. And I just wanna kind of go through those real quick and just kind of get your thoughts on that, like why you chose that lie, what, how you think that affects people, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is, I think one of my favorites also, which is if I have a side biz, people will think I'm less committed to my art. And I have seen so many people struggle with that mindset of yeah. I'm not giving 100%. I'm not doing my best. Right. And I, I have to make money and that's killing my creativity. What is, where did that, you know, why do you think that is such a lie people are telling themselves and how can people overcome that? I think it's part of the mythology of acting, part of the mythology of the starving artist, mm -hmm. and part of the mythology of you're not going to be taken seriously unless you're committed to your If you're doing it, art. you are awake and yes. at all times, just auditions, 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 writing, writing, writing. And it breaks my heart, especially for actors now, mm -hmm. because I think this is a residual. We have to look at how the artist's life has changed. Mm -hmm. You know, the studio system, you were under a contract, just like a salary. You know, you were assigned movies and traded for, at different studios. Right. Okay, well, that ended. And then artists became independent. Mm -hmm. But there's still that residue of like, you should only be doing your art. Right. And you sh you're only a professional if you're earning all your money from your art. But then we also had in the past 
this this period of time where it was much more like you're a film actor, you're a television actor, and you were <laughs> slotted and you they didn't cross. Right. We are in a completely different era. And I think our mentality needs to catch up <laughs> with now. And the problem is, is I think artists sometimes encounter people who are still have the mentality of prior, and then they might be influenced by what that person's thinking of them. Or But when you hear that, it's mm. old thinking. How are you not a multi-hyphenate today? <laughs> I mean, a multi-hyphenate as an artist, right. and then a multi-hyphenate as an entrepreneur, because we're being asked as artists to do so much more just within our art that's entrepreneurial. Yeah. Self-tape, get yourself, you know, network, social media, like mm -hmm. you do everything. Yep. So entrepreneurial multi-hyphenate within your art mm -hmm. is inescapable yeah. today. Therefore, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing to look down on. But you've got a big brain as an artist. <laughs> artists have some of the, you know, they're the most creative people. And most of them have big, big brains. Mm -hmm. And sometimes your brain isn't fully fulfilled necessarily by the things you're being asked to do in a commercial. Like smile and accept <laughs> the plate of bratwurst from your husband. Jim's which was, chicken nuggets. Yes, that's what, that was my role in a commercial. I just took the plate and smiled adoringly at my husband and made thousands because of dollars. Because you great. loved him because I, he made you this he, delicious bratwurst. He's my provider. He's my provider. Um, <laughs> I just love this idea of like, that is the greatest moment of anybody's <laughs> life is like, oh my God, you, you get me. My intention was complete fulfillment. <laughs> now, would you say there's some sort of like a comparison syndrome that also digs into this lie of, I, you know, this person's booking all the time. Of course. This per and you see it more through like social media now because people yeah. post, just booked it, just booked this audition. I have three auditions this week. And so people start comparing themselves. Of course. And again, that lie kind of comes into play. It's a curated life that mm -hmm. we're putting forth on social media. And it can feel like, oh my God, they're earning all this money and it's a perfect and they're booking all the time and they're working all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe they are, and maybe they're not fulfilled within that. Never judge your insides against someone else's outsides. Mm. Like that's it's apples and oranges. Yeah. But this idea of you have a big brain and it might not be completely fulfilled by what you're being asked to do as an artist at this point in your career. Mm -hmm. And so there's this opportunity for the most creative, smart people on the planet of like, well, we've got to earn some income. So why not spend that time instead of getting caught up in the gig economy trap yeah. in which you're expending a lot of energy and you are not building anything and you are not your own boss. And I can totally debate that <laughs> point, which we'll save for later. But, but you could spend that same amount of time and energy building an actual asset that you are in control of and that you can expand and contract as you need it throughout your entire career. Yeah. So I'm, I'm big on spending time effectively. Mm -hmm. And the other thing why you're not less of an artist if you have a side biz, mm -hmm. is because as an artist, you you are already devoting yourself to making giant, giant creative muscles. You've got those <laughs> muscles. You've probably been building them since childhood. Right. But one of the most wonderful things a side business gives you is a giant set of business muscles. You get used to asking for money. You yeah. get used to doing business with contracts, right. you know, and agreements. And so when you have to take and do all of that stuff for realsies in your artistic career, you're not mm -hmm. afraid of it. You understand it. You get yeah, it. Yeah, you get it. So 
this idea of it taking away mm -hmm. from your you know, your business or you're less of an artist, that's the myth. That's the myth. I'll tell you something that I think is really important uh, before we move on to the next lie. It's so weird. That's a weird thing to say. Before we move on to the next lie is one of the things we talked about before on the show and we've, re we've repeated a few times, especially when the Me Too movement was really getting going and stuff like that. One of the things we kind of talked about is that creatives or artists, uh, actors or directors or people who are on set should look at being on set as an office. They should look at it like you are in a professional space and whatever, if you were in an, you know, a Wells Fargo executive office, whatever goes there goes here. Even though you're not in a building, let's say you're in a park filming, you're still in an office. And I think one of the, just, I say that to say that if you have a side job where you're in an office and you're on, you do gain this aspect of professionalism by being around a professional environment. So when you do start booking more and more and you're going on set and you're going on shows that you're not a lead on, but you're just a guest star on, you go in with a sense of professionalism that's not just I know how to learn lines and be on my mark and all that stuff, but a sense of how to treat and react to other people in a working environment. And I think that's something that's really important to having a side hustle is what you gain in just kind of like what you said in the sense of knowledge, what you gain in just manners of being in that environment. Yeah. You know? And of showing up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You show up for 100%. So the second lie that's one of your, your top lies is a side biz will hurt my creative career or overshadow or overtake my creative career. Again, a huge one you hear where it's like, I'm going to get stuck here. And I'm going to, I'm not, the, I, this is just going to, I'm just gonna have to give up. You know, what, you know, again, we're, what is the thought process behind this and how can people overcome that? Yeah. I just want to say not mm. everyone is necessarily wired to have a side business. Mm -hmm. There's no, no moral judgment of you're a better person right. if you can have a side business versus having some other sort of job job. Mm -hmm. I've had many job jobs uh, job before jobs. I started my <laughs> side hustle when oh, I was jobs. acting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's no, it's not about that. Right. The gig economy, I think is a trap, but a job job is a job job, you know, mm -hmm. so that's fine. But this idea that, oh, if I started building something over here, I'm already trying to build my creative career, like mm -hmm. I gotta build and build and it'll overtake mm -hmm. because the very creative, big brained, artists out there are like anything I kind of put my mind to I can make into something so if I put my mind over here towards the side hustle it's just going to grow and overtake my creative career right okay so I'm going to speak to this in two parts okay the first part is a side business will hurt my creative career that is the exact opposite that I encountered when I started mine mm -hmm. it immediately helped my creative career and this is how when I started going into auditions after I started my organizing biz, one, I didn't need the money. It was like, I've got the bills paid. Like, I don't, I don't need this job. The need was kind of gone. Also, I didn't need the, the praise and, and the pat on the head because all my clients were like, you're great, you're great, everything's mm -hmm. wonderful. So I was getting that kind of feedback loop right. from my clients. So I was able to come into the room to play. Mm -hmm. I didn't need anything. And what that did, though, is that put me on the playing field mm -hmm. with the commercial actors and the other act theatrical actors that were booking all the time because right. they didn't need this job because even if they got this job, it might conflict with a job that they're going to get in between hearing right. about. So they're just there to, to do the audition and just leave yeah. and they don't need the money because they're working. So I was suddenly in the room in that space, mm -hmm. that same space 
mm-hmm. even though I didn't have the credits or the, the continuous bookings that they had. And if you're going into the room and you need this and you need this job to save you financially, it's just a whole different energy. So, so much pressure to put on yourself. Yeah. Like this is the last lifeboat of me living in Los Angeles or whatever, or pursuing this career. And I feel like people do look, look at it as like two separate things instead of something side by side. Fusion. One of my main things is your entire life should be put into one like flower pot. But what we do is we put all of our pieces of our lives into individual flower pots and water one and water our side biz, but that's separate from our acting biz, which is separate from our other thing, which is separate from our relationship. It's mm-hmm. like, no, it's all the same. Right. So that when you're watering one thing, mm-hmm. you're on audition, it's feeding, the water's feeding all the roots. Everything's growing. When you're spending time with your significant other, you're replenishing yourself, hopefully. You're, <laughs> it's a relationship that that builds you courage to have mm. to then go apply to your career, whatever. Everything feeds mm. everything. No, absolutely. The more we have our life fused like that rather mm. than compartmentalized, mm-hmm. the easier it is. Right. And that's why there's such a, I know a lot of people who are, are big on this and it's definitely something I've noticed in my, my recent years is this idea of like getting away from anything toxic. So any mm-hmm. you know toxic relationships or whether that's friendships you've had forever that you're realizing maybe this isn't the best because again, if you're fusing everything together, it becomes an amoeba of everything working together. This a tube connected to a tube, the snake eating the tail kind of thing. Everything feeds into everything else. And so it you have to be careful about making sure that, you know, if you have a side hustle, make sure it's something you can enjoy around people you can enjoy being around. And then also make sure the other side of your life you're working with or what you're doing is healthy as well. Uh, because again, that fusion needs to be healthy and having those supportive relationships is going to help both those sides, the side hustle and the creative hustle, uh, which is really important. Can't uh, be any rot in the pot. <laughs> but let me... <laughs> I like it. Can't be. I'm going to make a shirt. Can't be any rot in the pot. Exactly. I get 10%. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But the part about it overshadowing the mm-hmm. creative career, people erroneously think that's a problem with the side hustle. But the thing is, is we as humans gravitate towards structure. So if your side hustle has structure and it must if it's growing, the reason it's growing too big and overshadowing your creative career is because your creative career doesn't have a plan. Mm. There's there's a lack of structure over there. But if you've got a plan and you know what you're doing over here, then the side hustle stays where it belongs on the side. The only reason it's there is to fund your artistic pursuits. That's the only reason. If it gets too big, minimize it. Acting career needs some more inflection of cash, grow the side biz, then right. minimize it again. You know, you have that control. Right. <laughs> you seem kind of like an evil mastermind of <laughs> creative strategy. It's like, you know, I... you've recognized that. <laughs> All you need is the cat just to be petting <laughs> as you're talking. So the last one we want to talk about real quick. Now, there are seven of these. Definitely check them out. But this is the last one we're going to talk about. I already tried building a side biz or my friend did or my sister did or my uncle's cousin's boyfriend did or the monkey did. And it didn't work. And again, this kind of goes off that like I'm using the fear of seeing someone else not happen to restrict myself from doing it, which you can look at in the creative sense, like even people moving to L.A. I know how many people from Texas moved here for five months to a year and then we're back in Texas. And that's scary. You're like, well, they didn't make it. How am I? And they're good. Like, I know they're good at what they do. How am I not going to make it or how am I going to make it? And so, how, again, how what is this process of thought and how can people maybe work to overcome it? Yeah, you want to get good guidance. You want to be working with a good roadmap. 
Mm-hmm. Now, there's lots of business building advice out there for free yeah. on the internet. A lot of it is great. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of it is geared toward giving advice to people who are in full-time jobs that mm-hmm. they want to replace mm-hmm. with a full-time business of their own. Right. Which is not what creatives want to do. Creatives want their creative career to be their full-time business. Mm-hmm. So if you're using blueprints, all you want to if you all you want to build is a little garden shed that makes money. Yeah. But you're using blueprints to build a house. Mm-hmm. that too much it's too much and you're going to get frustrated i've seen so many artists be like okay and then i need this and this and this i'm like you don't need any of that Mm -hmm. we want cash we want a short path between you and cash (laughs) and that's why i wrote cash flow for creatives Mm -hmm. um is because it's designed by a creative Mm -hmm. specifically for the life of creative artists And it's like, you don't have to do this. You can ignore all of this. Here's what I think you should do. Here's what to focus on first. Mm -hmm. And here's the blueprints to build a little cash machine that that you can grow or shrink. That's the roadmap. So if it didn't work before, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater of like, side hustles don't work for actors. It's like, well, what was that person doing? And what roadmap were they following? And how... Mm -hmm. What was their strategy? How did they do it? And that's that's one of the things I learned is, especially one of the things we talk about here, again, going back to that idea of like people coming to Los Angeles and leaving and you're like, they're really good at what they do, is some people don't plan. They go on a whim and they don't. And that's, again, why we we built this podcast to remind people, have a plan. Like come here knowing this is not going to be a five-month venture. Now, you can maybe start making some money, but you're not going to be Will Smith or you know Tom Cruise in five months. It takes time to build that reputation, build that career. So uh, I think that's the biggest thing is one, they are not you, like whoever that is. Your brother's not you. The your sister's not you. Learn from their mistakes. Talk to them. I think is really good. And be like, what didn't work? And then you can go and go. Oh, okay. I wouldn't do that. That's weird that you did that. But I wouldn't use a guy with no shirt to sell my business or whatever. And you know, find your path that works for you. Yep. All right, great. Uh, thank you so much for sitting down with me for this kind of quick chat. Next week, we're going to have a full conversation with you, and I'm super excited. You can check out anything of Christine Aller at christinealler.com. You can see both her path, the Brilliant and Resilient, which is a wonderful masterclass and class of just learning how to grow your career and keep going. And they have wonderful meetups every, uh, I believe, once a month. And then you have Cashflow Creatives, which, again, is a wonderful just audio guide of what to do. And and you also do private coaching, which you're a wonderful human being. And I think just being with you is a great experience. So please check out Christine Aller. And I can't wait for everybody to hear the interview next week. Thank you, Christine. I'll bring my cat. <laughs> Very intimidating. <laughs> Thank you, Christine. There you go, guys. That was a little taste of what we talk about with Christine Aller. Uh, it's just me and her and a mic just talking about being creative and starting and making your own way in what you want to do. It is a fantastic interview. Do not miss it. I could have talked to her for two more hours 
easily. It was such a great conversation. If this is your first time listening to us, thank you for checking us out. There are over 90 interviews already available, just waiting to offer amazing stories, advice, and inspiration for your own journey and hustle for you to check out, including our most recent interview with cinematographer of Riverdale, the new Child's Play film, and various other shows, Brendan Ugama, who also inspired this year's Halloween horror film commentary choice with Ashley and Todd Nunez, the original 1988 Child's Play. Speaking of cinematographers, you might also want to check out our season one, episodes 29 and 30, where we interview the founders of the production company Leading Lobos, director Nick Smith, and writer and cinematographer Marcus Friedlander. We discuss what it takes to start a production company, can you run a business and still be friends, and so much more. They also take the best friends test, and they do a lot better, I think, than me and Michael did. Now make sure to leave us a review, share the show, and subscribe, follow, etc. on whatever app or distribution platform you're listening to, and visit us at our home at anchor.fm. You can support The Hustle by messaging us about your hustle. We can share that with others, which is always inspiring. You can also donate a little money, buy us a cup of coffee, things like that on Anchor as well. For those just now listening, thank you for checking us out and joining The League of Hustle, the listeners of this show that is now 25,000 strong and growing. Growing. Make sure again, leave us a review and comment and make sure you share with other amazing hustlers out there that you think would be benefit from listening to our show and can join this community. If you want to find us on social media, on Twitter, we are at LA Hustlecast on Instagram and Facebook at Hollywood Hustle Podcast. I am Daniel Tuttle, T-U-T-T-E-L, all one word on Twitter and Instagram. Michael is at Michael Lutheran on Twitter and Instagram. And you can always email us what's going on in your life, how you've been inspired this week at Podcast at gmail.com. Guys, go out there, kick butt this week, make the best of these next few days, get that script started, get that outline started, get that self-tape made, get it out there, let us know what's going on. We love you. We believe in you. Keep up the hard work. Keep up the grind. Keep smiling. And always remember to keep up the hustle. Hustle.